Welcome to Summer Soul Sessions on the Digital Coffee Date, created and hosted by writer and producer Jessica Rosado. This limited summer series maintains the same mission of being your weekly dose of inspiration with an enriched level of spiritual awareness. The topics being discussed are powerful themes in our society and culture that need the presence of God brought back into the conversation. Here you will find a safe space that discusses some hard-hitting questions about ourselves while keeping faith, love, compassion, understanding, and empathy at the forefront. I am so happy to have you here, so let us continue our sisterhood with words that revive the soul. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the second episode in our Summer Soul Sessions series. Our chat this morning is all about using your voice. So today, I wanted to start with a quote from Audre Lorde. Now, if you haven't heard who Audre Lorde is, I definitely encourage you to look into her story. She was self-described as Black, lesbian, mother, warrior, and poet, and she dedicated her life as an activist to confronting and addressing injustices regarding racism, sexism, classism, and homophobia. The quote I want to share with you today comes from a paper she delivered at the Modern Language Association Convention in December of 1977 called The Transformation of Silence into Language and Action. In that paper, she said, The fact that we are here and that I speak these words is an attempt to break that silence and bridge some of those differences between us, for it is not difference which immobilizes us, but silence. And there are so many silences to be broken. She continued on that it is not difference which is a barrier to progressive mobilization, but rather silence which is our mute response to difference. When I read that quote, it resonated with me because a lot of times we think our differences are the root cause of our division when in fact it's our silence that prevents us from moving forward. Silence literally stops us in our tracks. It keeps us cemented in our pain, trauma, or experiences and doesn't allow us to move into healing and move into progress. When we remain silent about injustice of any kind, we remain complacent and stagnant. Those injustices I speak of can mean the injustices surrounding things like systemic oppression, systemic racism, mass incarceration, colorism, and classism. Those injustices can also mean sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, domestic violence, and gaslighting. Those injustices can even mean general prejudices and inequalities against people of color, women, or the LGBTQ plus communities. Now, if you aren't familiar on a few of these terms I continue to use, I will do a quick recap session for you. Systemic oppression means a system built with structures and institutions that keep Black people and people of color in an enslaved state in many different ways. 
Systemic racism means a system that has built institutions based in prejudices, inequity, and inequality. Mass incarceration is an enslavement tactic used to over-police and excessively enforce law in communities of color in order to criminalize and entrap. Colorism is prejudices within communities of color who treat lighter skin-toned individuals more favorably. Classism is the more favorable treatment towards individuals of a particular social class. Sexual harassment is defined as unwanted or inappropriate sexual remarks or physical advances. Sexual assault is defined as any type of sexual contact or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient. Rape is the unlawful act of sexual activity or intercourse without explicit consent. Domestic violence is aggressive or violent abuse in the home, usually by a family member or partner. Gaslighting is when manipulation is used to question someone's feelings, which falls under the umbrella of domestic violence. It was important for me to discuss what all these terms mean so that we can continue on and discuss why using our voice is so important. We now have context to see how a powerful voice can lift the heaviness of destruction and change a toxic environment. So, what does the Bible say about speaking up? Well, it says a few things. The first verses I'm bringing to you today come from Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 that say, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Now, a lot of verses in the book of Proverbs are meant to teach leaders how to lead. And I'm here to tell you that you are a leader. In some way, shape, or form, you are a leader, whether it's a leader in your household, a leader in your family dynamic, a leader in your workplace. And if you don't feel you're a leader in any of those things, you are a leader in your own life. So these teachings can speak to your heart because as cliche as it may sound, there is a heart of a leader in all of us. These verses are teaching us that there is great responsibility as a leader to stand up and speak out for those who can't do that for themselves. This is done in many ways, like with several of the injustices happening in our country, we are speaking out for those who have lost their lives unfairly. We are fighting for the brown and black bodies who no longer have a voice to use. These verses are teaching us that leaders don't remain silent and that leaders defend those in need. Another verse comes from the book of Acts, chapter 18, verses 9 and 10 that say, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. This was when Paul was going to speak in Corinth. He was nervous to be there. And when the Lord spoke to him, it comforted him and encouraged him to speak. These verses also gave me the same comfort for two reasons. One, 
Because as Christians, we believe that God is with us always, and that should remind us of the strength and power we have through him, no matter where we are or what we face. The second reason is when he said, I have many people in this city. This was to encourage Paul that although he was speaking on his own, he would not be alone because there were many people of faith there. This was a phrase about strength in numbers. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, God says, For where two or three gathered together unto my name, there am I in their midst. It's another reminder that there is always strength in numbers. Using your voice gives you strength, but in that same breath, it emboldens others with that same strength. We always hear that figure of speech, the more the merrier, because the truth is, while we are powerful as individuals, we are even more powerful when we're together. As I'm sure you've noticed with the protests happening around the world and people having conversation after conversation about the centuries of injustices that have happened, it isn't just one person speaking out. This has become a movement because of the united voices we continue to hear. We have become so loud that change is happening on many different levels. There is still so much work to be done, but imagine if we just stayed silent. Imagine if our ancestors and the people who fought in the civil rights movements just stayed silent. We can't move forward unless we address what has us stuck. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. This verse spoke to me because a lot of times we worry about the right things to say when it should be evident that when something is morally right, the only things to say are things that are helpful and build people up. We get so lost in the rhetoric and narratives of some of the most destructive and harmful people. People that are filled with hatred and malicious intent for those who are different from them. So to figure out if the things you are saying or want to say are helpful, you have to first get real with what's in your heart. And I've said this before. Is your heart harboring disgust or hatred for others in any way? Is it harboring hatred towards yourself? You know, a lot of us don't want to admit that the core beliefs we have that are so buried within ourselves are actually problematic. So you have to start with what's in your heart. You've got to get real with that first. Then you have to get clear on who it is you want to help and use your voice for. Is it speaking up for yourself or someone else? And then You have to decide how your voice is going to uplift and strengthen whoever it is that your voice is serving. When we're talking about speaking out against injustices of systemic oppression, systemic racism, police brutality, mass incarceration, colorism, and classism, are you using your voice? 
Are you protesting? Are you advocating? Are you educating yourself or others? If you're educating yourself or others, are you being a resource? Are you speaking about what you're learning? If you're completely lost, are you reaching out to others who might help clarify or point you in the right direction toward clarity? When we're talking about speaking out against the injustices of sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, domestic violence, and gaslighting, how are you using your voice? If you know someone who is a victim, are you supporting them in any way? Are you letting them know they're not alone and that there are people they can lean on and count on to help them through it? Are you educating yourself on these areas and being a resource for those in need? If you're a victim, do you have people around you who can encourage you to speak your truth and work through your trauma? When we talk about prejudices against people of color, women, and the LGBTQ plus communities, how are you using your voice? Are you educating yourself on those prejudices that affect someone's way of life? Are you advocating or being a resource for others? If you feel you're being subjected to prejudices that affect your way of life, are you connecting with others for support? You see, we all have a voice and it takes our own effort to find it or to find people that can help us find it. If we are subjected personally to prejudices or if we are a victim of any painful trauma or if we are being unjustly mistreated, we have to be able to find the strength to raise that voice from within and speak. Our voice is our most powerful tool that we have. I'm a Puerto Rican woman. I'm a domestic violence survivor. Without my voice, I wouldn't have been granted the justice I deserved. Without my voice, I wouldn't have been blessed with the opportunities I deserved. You don't have to be of celebrity status or a large social media presence to feel like a leader and to feel like you have a voice. If no one has told you that, let me be the first to tell you that you are a leader and your voice is powerful, so use it. I'm going to leave you with another quote from Audre Lorde. She said, the speaking will get easier and easier and you will find you have fallen in love with your own vision, which you may never had realized you had. And you will lose some friends and lovers and realize you don't miss them, and new ones will find you and cherish you. And at last, you'll know with surpassing certainty that only one thing is more frightening than speaking your truth, and that is not speaking. Thank you for listening to Summer Soul Sessions, a limited summer series on the digital coffee date where meaningful inspiration ignites meaningful action. Be sure to visit 
thedigitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing community.